Welcome to Extraordinary Entrepreneur Radio, where we discuss the messy behind the scenes of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Maggie Isley, and with me today is Ava. And I am here today with Ava. Ava, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Eva Koto, and I realize this is a mouthful for anyone that's not Portuguese. <laughs> um, so I'm currently in Porto, Portugal, which is like up north of the country. And I'm a 22, soon to be 23-year-old uh, designer, graphic designer. That's awesome. So now what got you into being an entrepreneur, like what made you start your own business versus working for somebody else? Yeah, so I basically, I'm going to go back to college times because uh, those weren't that far ago. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're 22. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what happened is that in my last year of my degree, so like senior year, mm -hmm. um, we were supposed to have like an internship for three months. That was like part of getting my degree. And I had a lovely internship in the design studio, super close to my college. And after that, I got my degree, yay. And just like everyone else, I was like, wait, now I have to get a job. And this was before COVID, like last year, July. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that easy getting a job here in Portugal because I feel that design is still a very understated thing like people don't appreciate it like other yes. countries do yeah and it was very hard for me to get a job as a fresh out of college girl and after like months of sending email after email and getting no response not even no's it was just silence on uh, my inbox uh, um yeah what happened most disheartening was, so I would rather get the nose, right. honestly. Right. I would rather get the nose. Um, <laughs> it's like you want to send an email to somebody and be like, test, test, yeah. is this working? Is this the right email? Like, do I need to send it to someone else? Right. <laughs> but like, what uh, ended up happening was I got like a LinkedIn message from someone <laughs> saying that they would rather, like they'd want me to come on an interview. And after like, two, three months of searching for a job. Uh, this was like my first interview ever. So I went there and basically after a whole lot of talk, like interview talk, what yeah. they ended up saying to me was, oh, we're looking for senior designers. So you're no good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I have this like contact that might be able to offer you something. Can I send your details to that person? And I was like, sure. <laughs> so right. hurt. So yeah. And that person ended up uh, interviewing me next. And I got a paid internship. Now oh, that's yeah. that's like that's a nice change. Yeah, it was like a nice, it sounded like a nice opportunity. Um, <laughs> so what ended up happening was after a whole lot of like contract drama and things that weren't supposed to be like legally as they were <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> what ended up happening was that i mm -hmm. ended up my main task at that internship was basically printing mm -hmm. off 
restaurant menus made in PowerPoint. Oh, that is not what designers do. <laughs> Thank you. And we don't really like, use PowerPoint, except if the thing we're is, like, like every Monday we had like because this is was because this was the marketing department of a hotel. So okay. on Mondays I would get a call, an email, whatever, saying, "Hey, this is today's dish for lunch. This is today's dish for dinner, and you need like to print off the menus for us to pick up um, with that." dish like written on it and I was like okay sure and I do it and five minutes before the deadline because I knew that someone was going to pick up like the printed stuff by let's say 1 p.m yeah so like almost at 1 p.m someone would call me and say hey turns out that we don't have peas so can you like substitute that for mushrooms oh and then I get another call oh no turns out that I we do have peas so can you change it back again? And every single day, <laughs> this was what happened. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And there were like a bunch of other annoying, horrifying stuff. Like our, where we worked, our workspace was not safe, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> like it rained in there. They had put I'm like sorry. blankets. Inside? Yeah, inside. Uh, they had put like blankets on the ceiling to stop raining like on top of us and the computers. There was what? no, yeah, there <laughs> was no, um, let's say that an earthquake like just happened, right? No furniture whatsoever was like attached to the walls or the floors or the ceiling. We had like guillotines that could just like fall off. I'm yeah. sorry. Stuff like that. What is Portugal? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Portugal is amazing. This hotel was not. Okay. So yeah. if I visit, I will DM you and find out the name so I do not stay there. Yes. The okay. thing is that what I found out later, because I worked at the hotel, but I knew people who stayed at the hotel. Yeah. If you're staying... It's amazing. It's great. <laughs> Everything's going absolutely fine. And you'll have like an amazing experience. But for those who actually work there, it's a nightmare. Because That's everything, horrible. every single penny and money that they have is not invested on their staff. Or it's the invested staff in experience. the experience yeah. that the customers are supposed to have. So like bar stuff and restaurant stuff and pools and whatnot and we get the shitty <laughs> oh my shitty gosh. experience that's horrible <laughs> yeah and basically what happened and this was like the main point for my decision to quit that internship yeah was that I was receiving again for those contracts Jangos that were going on. Yeah. Um, I was receiving three euros and 60 cents uh, an hour. And that's less. That's like, that's like, that's $5. like close. It's less than $5 yeah. an hour. Yeah. And that's less than Portugal's minimum wage, too. Oh my gosh. So, so what's, what's your minimum wage? 
our minimum wage right now, I think, I mean, I could be completely wrong. Please don't quote me on this. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's like 600 something. Okay. And, you and were I was not, three. I was not receiving that. So 600 something a month and yeah. with 360 an hour, I mean, I would go with 500 something. Yeah. And that's how much I made a month. And that's what you're supposed to receive when you're an internship. And that's what bothered me. Besides um, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Besides that, I was about to sign like the actual contract, again, full story, um, which would make me work for them exclusively for another nine months. And when I say exclusively, is that this was like a government or was to be a government paid internship. Like they have this whole uh, opportunity for uh, college grads, basically. Oh, that's and, nice. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. And the salary would be a little bit bigger. The thing yeah. is, we couldn't, because it's a government paid thing, people who are under that initiative can't have any other like funding. I can't receive any other money besides what the government's paying me. Uh, that means I couldn't freelance. Yeah. I couldn't work at a bar or a supermarket or whatever. Right. You can't Just, do anything else. I couldn't do anything else. And I mean, I could like receive money under the table, right? But that's right, but illegal. Then, so then you're I'd asking for not. trouble. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'd rather not. And I was that crazy person who stayed at a horrible internship only for two months. But what other people were seeing was that I only stayed at my first ever paid job for two months. Yeah. And quit out of nowhere. But uh, I quit on Christmas Eve as a gift to myself from myself. That's a good gift. It was yeah. a hotel. So we were supposed to work on Christmas and on New Year's Eve and yeah. on all the other holidays that people usually spend with their loved ones. And I had to clock out at six or seven. Yeah. And I said, no, sir, not going to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, after a very big push to quit from my boyfriend, because I was like crying every single Monday before I went to work. <laughs> I get that. Um, I totally get that. I quit. And it was out of the blue. I had absolutely no plan that I was done with being that person that, have you got the menus? Have you got the coffees? Have you thought about this or that? And I wasn't interested in that. And when I actually went to quit, my supervisor slash boss was very surprised with my decision. <laughs> and when I told him that a very big part of that was because I couldn't make any extra money outside of it, he was like, oh, but when I was in your position, I like did it and didn't like declare my earnings. So you could do that. And oh. I was like... No, I'm not going to do illegal stuff. So, it's like, no, activation isn't my thing. <laughs> right. You could commit fraud. Is that something you wanted to do? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all set. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
very long story, I know. No, it's good. It's awesome because it actually shows that you don't have to tolerate bullshit. Like you don't have to, you don't have to tolerate it. Yeah. And the thing for me is that it was what was expected of me. So like you're out of college, you get a job. The first job is going to be shitty, but just put up with it and the next one would be great. And I was like, no. Right. I'm not doing that. I'm skipping straight to the great one. Like, I don't don't care if I have to create it myself. Like, it's going to be good. And then let's talk about your brand now. Because your brand is amazing. And you you really, like, skipped past that when you introduced yourself. You're like, I'm a designer anyway. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like, let's talk about that because I am obsessed with hand lettering and you nail it. So let's, let's. Oh, thanks. So I think it's an obsession. It started as a very like obsession of mine with a college project. I think like we were supposed to do something with type and I said, I'm going to draw letters. Is that okay? Instead of picking like a font or something. And my teacher was very surprised by my comments, but said, yeah, sure, fine. So I like started going down the rabbit hole on this whole drawing letters thing. And I just fell in love with it. And I started my entrepreneurial journey with like teaching lettering workshops, in-person workshops before COVID um, at like, stationery stores and other places like that and I was kind of like digging it like that teaching style but at the same time I felt like there was this designer side of me that I wasn't practicing so it's like I had like these two different passions that had nothing to do with each other until I realized that I could put them together and that that could be as Gigi who we know says that could be my secret sauce Right. That I could have a brand experience for my clients that involved lettering. And that yes. meant that everything that I would do would be unique and custom to them. Because, I mean, it's impossible to exactly replicate someone's drawing. I, right. I can't replicate my own drawings. So no matter exactly. what anyone else would do, it could never be the same. So I kind of created this unique process for branding projects, which is my specialty slash passion. It's just branding. I love it. I and love branding yeah. too. Branding, the two things I love the most are branding and coaching. I do web design as well because it's fun, but mm-hmm. like my favorite is branding. I know. It's so good. <laughs> I love when like you send those kind of discovery questionnaires to clients and they, after they answer it, they come with this message to you saying, I just had the biggest breakthrough ever. <laughs> so I've actually started doing it different. Let's talk, let's designer chat for a second. Ooh. And everybody listening, you can just hear us geek out. So yeah. I've started doing it different. I, so I have my usual designer questions, mm-hmm. but I, like the branding questionnaire. Sorry, my everybody listening, you guys know Crowley. He is doing his usual dance on my lap. So... <laughs> um. I have started doing strategy sessions to kick off the 
actual experience. And I put, this is the only time I actually use Keynote in my like life is I actually have all my questions in a Keynote and I will go into it. It's a two hour strategy session and we hop on Zoom and I walk them through because what I find, because I love coaching, is that when I am face-to-face, I can ask and have them dig deeper. Okay. So instead of sending them a questionnaire now, I schedule a strategy session and we, it adds literally two hours to the process. That's it. And then I take notes live with them. And that way I can clarify right then and there instead oh. of going back and asking anything. Oh, that's so interesting. And yes. I have like, I have this process where I first like vet my clients based on who I want to work with. Right. Do Absolutely. Yeah. So on the quest, on that like form, like initial form, I have some like very light questions that I've kind of introduced people to what questions I might ask later. Yep. Like, so. what are your problems right now? What are your needs? Blah, blah, blah. Yep. And after that, we jump on a call where I have like another couple of questions, basically to in the end have like this ta-da moment where I basically say, so you're in point A and you want to go to point B. And you believe that what's going to lead you to point B is working with me. Is that right? And on that moment, I can always see their faces like, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) And it's like that light bulb moment on their heads. And then after that, then we kick off the rest of the, the process. Yeah. But I have just like today, actually, onboarded a new client. And she's been waiting like for months for us to get started and before <laughs> I even best. sent her I know before I even sent her the welcome email she messaged me on Instagram saying it's today it's finally today <laughs> it's finally time to get started that's and the it was best so feeling good. it was so so good that is the best feeling it's so fun to kick off a new project with someone who genuinely wants to do it and isn't I like I know I need to and you're like oh buzzkill (laughs) no one wants those clients right and it's like this is why we vet the clients because we want someone who is as excited as we are to do the work and it's like i mean i'm not everyone's cup of tea and it's fine so if i work with a client who's not my vibe it's not going to be a good thing neither for me or them so i I want them succeed as much as anyone so I point them in the right direction with other people I know so how would you since this is audio how would you describe your vibe um I'm trying to think of adjectives but I say obviously yeah colorful like so rainbow colorful (laughs) yes like beyond colorful so amazing um I'd say very bold type of graphics and type basically my work is very type based Mm -hmm. because lettering right yes and I don't have like an industry niche so I don't care if you're in the fashion or food or books I it's not that no but what I think really is like key for 
like my ideal client, what they really need to be is they need to understand that it's not just a logo. Right. I think that's the vibe. It's yeah. not just a logo. It no. can't be. Right. That's not at all what this yeah. is. And, and what makes your work so unique is that not only is it handmade, but it is so completely custom. I mean, all any any designer worth their salt, it's completely custom. I mean, but yours yeah. is yours is so so custom, and that's what's amazing about hand lettering, is that it is completely like I can change you know baselines and I can change things and I can draw for an illustration or a pattern. Yeah, but I can't hand letter at all. I mean, like, could I learn it? Maybe if I invested the time. But <laughs> the way you do it is so bold and so beautiful, and it's just, Aww. it's fantastic. So if somebody is looking for that kind of graphic impact, Ava's your girl. So, Aww. but you're gonna have to you're wait in line. Me blush. <laughs> uh, no, she's she's an amazing designer, and I think you might be the first designer I've had on. Because, Ooh. yeah, because I just, I've had a lot of different people on, but I think you're the first designer and it's, it's amazing to have you on. So, yeah. Oh, it was a whole like process basically to just come and see that, oh wait, I can like put these two passions together and do something that. I don't really see other people doing because my main like concern was what if there's another person who already does this and I'm like copying their signature thing. But I mean, I searched for it and I couldn't find anyone who did it. And yeah. I was super happy about it, honestly. <laughs> and not only that, so then that brings up a big thing, right? That brings up mindset. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, think... If you, if I ask anyone who's older than me, what was your entrepreneurial blah 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 mindset when you were twenty two? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I had, I, I didn't have to, but I did start that journey way earlier. I feel like than yeah. most designers because my terrible experience was two months. My good experience was three months. And before that, I was in college. So I don't have that I worked at Starbucks or I worked at supermarkets or right. I don't. I just, I have no idea what that's like. And I there's started, no, yeah, that there's whole... Nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. You're, I mean, yeah, there's not. And I, I was like kind of feeling left out because all of my friends and everyone around me was starting with that and with that route. And I wasn't, I was just like, no, I'm going to try and do this. And if I fail, it's all right. And I'll search for something else. Mm -hmm. But I, what I could tell in our different ways to approach business and career and whatever, was that they would rather make money now off of something that they hate. And I would rather do something I love until it works out. There you go. That's it. Yeah. Do the work and then reap the benefits when they come as opposed to 
<laughs> exactly. And I realized that I was like in a very privileged situation because I was living with my parents. I didn't have to pay rent or yes. water or electricity. I didn't, I didn't have any expenses, basically. Yep. So I was in that very privileged situation and I absolutely recognize it and I'm super thankful for it because it allowed me to do certain things that other people couldn't do just because they have other needs that I right. didn't have. Right. Absolutely. But I take advantage know, of that though. <laughs> yeah. But I also know that I have friends and I have friends who have the same privileged position as I do and they didn't take that risk. They, they couldn't right. see how that situation could just like be their lever to push them beyond. Yeah. To an amazing success route that they don't, that they would never think initially. Yeah. And I get that. Like I completely get that because it's, that's what I'm trying to give my children. Like that's, they can live here as long as they want, as long as they're working on something. Yeah. Like, I don't care what they're working on. They could be working on their own business. They could be working on a game development. They could work, be working on anything. Yeah. Like, My mom always said to me, you can do whatever you want, except sitting around. Right. <laughs> That's it. Like, you just can't do, you can't do nothing. They're both in school right now. One's in college, one's in senior year of high school. And it's like, you, you could do whatever you want. And I, you can live with me and I will foot the bills as long as you're doing something because I didn't have that. I was on my own at 18. So, and I had to do exactly what the the people have to do when they're on their own. Right. Because that's it. If there's stuff that you have to do Mm -hmm. and stuff that you need to do, then there's stuff that you want to do. Right. And I looked at what do I need to do? I don't need to do anything. I can yeah. survive because I'm at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. So that's taken care of. So what do I want to do? And, and I do that. That's exactly <laughs> it. And my dogs are playing. They're having a good time. Hey. One of my dogs either barks or sighs on every podcast. Oh. Sometimes, sometimes they're right here and they sigh into the mic. They're playing. They're just, they're literally just playing. Right now is a good play time. Hey, what the heck? Crowley, are you kidding me? No. I'm not even going to edit this out. I'm going to leave it in. Like It's real life. I, right. Everybody, do you hear what I have to deal with? <laughs> so sticking with the mindset stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you feel is your biggest mindset strength? Strength? Yes. I'd say, oh, that's a tough one. Um, mindset <laughs> strength. The I, way I interview everybody listening is I don't give anybody questions because I don't know what they're going to be. I let the conversation lead. So uh, that's why she's like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> mindset strength. I would say... And this is a very new, like, breakthrough that Mm -hmm. I had. So I say the ability to just, when I need to rest, I rest. That's awesome. I I will not push through. I I don't. Good. Uh, 
I something that I think most people don't realize is that for us creative folk, yeah, it's hard to be creative every single day. Mm-hmm. I mean, a regular person can understand that, mm-hmm. and they'd say, "Oh, I'm not creative," but we label ourselves as creative people who do creative jobs, but we don't necessarily feel creative and like we have the best solution for all the problems every day. And if I'm like sitting working and I'm like, this is going nowhere, I'm just banging my head against the wall. It serves absolutely no point for me to sit there and continue banging my head against the wall for the next two hours. Yep. So I'll, shut it down, do something else, and maybe return that day, maybe return tomorrow when it feels right. Mm-hmm. But I also have timelines to right. <laughs> and clients are expecting stuff for next week or tomorrow. But that's why I always leave like room. So if I say that a deadline is in a week, I know that I can do that in two days, let's say. Right. But I'm leaving out on purpose, like some days for me to not feel creative and just go explore other stuff. Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to do to like, just keep that momentum going even more is have creative time. That's not business time. So creative Mm -hmm. activities that have nothing to do with clients is they're just for me. I'm not even going to post that. I don't care. It's for me. And that kind of gives you that your mind's just off of everything and you're exclusively creating without any worries of money. Are they going to like it? This is due for next month. Like, I don't have that. And it's like this self-care creative thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's an awesome strength. What would you say is something that you're working on? I'm working on... Uh, expectations not being what's real all the time. There you go. That's that's really yeah. good. Because I had I went on holiday like a couple of weeks back, and when I got back, and this was like my first day of work, right? I had in my mind what that first day would going was going to be. I was going to check my email, see what needs to get done. It was like this organizing day <laughs> that's going to go super smooth, super like light. I might even get off early. <laughs> and when I got back, I had 50 plus messages of yeah. several clients saying, I need this for today because I know you're back today. And my mind just went shut off. I couldn't do absolutely anything. Yeah. And I was like, I looked like a headless chicken running around in circles, not knowing what to do, but complaining of it all. Yep. And I had like this call with someone I love that's everybody needs a Mary. And I had this like urgent call, help, help, help. Uh, and she said to me, well, but that's, that's life. And if you go to your clients and say, Hey, I just got back. I have a lot of things to do and you're like number X on the priority list. So I'll get back to you as soon as I can. No one is going to like piss off at you. So you can just like take it easy, make a plan, 
breathe. Don't forget to breathe because I was forgetting about that. Um, yeah. yeah. And just like go with it. And if you need, if tomorrow you're still organizing stuff, then that's fine. But just like move slowly forward, but move forward. Just don't mm -hmm. get like so in your head that you're not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's the hardest part is when you're, and I know for me, when things aren't going as planned, my instinct that I have to fight is literally to go lay on the couch. That's my instinct. And I'm like, no, no. Like, what does that accomplish other than me feeling worse the next day? Oh, yeah, because then you have that feeling of, I should be working. I'm not working, but I should be working. I should be working. And then the next day you're like, if I had done this yesterday, it wouldn't be this bad. So it's like, what is, what is this helping? So yeah. that's my biggest mindset challenge too, is like just knowing that just because I expected it to be this way, doesn't mean it's going to be. Yeah. So being able to like roll this, with the punches. I have this like quote, not exactly about like client expectations, but it works, which is, um, do it's something about like expect the good, but be prepared for the bad. Yeah. And it goes along those lines. And it just kind of helps me like create the plan A, B, C. If this doesn't work, we're going this way. And just have like that look, it could go, I'm expecting it to go perfectly fine with plan A. If it doesn't, we have plan B and plan C and other ways to make it work. Right. Like it always works out. Nothing yeah. like no one's we've going gotten to this die. far. Right. We've gotten this far. Like <laughs> nothing's nothing's gone so horribly wrong that it's taken me off the earth. So yeah. clearly it's gonna be okay. <laughs> so that's one way to look at it. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. That's been such a good chat. So I do you have anything this. else that you want to share? Where will people find you? How about that? Oh, okay. So people can find me obviously through my website, which is evacotodesign.com. So E-V-A-C-O-U-T-O design.com. Okay. And that exact same on Instagram as my handle. Okay, cool. And, and then, with stuff to share. Yeah. Tell us I'd everything. Say I'm planning something for the future. Which is I was like, digital. you have to tell us more. <laughs> no, it's it's going to be I'm going to do like a series of like master classes and workshops and stuff. So I'm like planning all of those launches and oh my gosh. Yeah, kind of doing a branding one on one, one on one uh thing and launching an audit service as well. Oh like my quick gosh. one hour. Let's jump in. Let's jump in, see where you are, and then go from there kind of thing. Yeah. That's amazing. So go to Ava's website, and mm -hmm. then if that seems like your thing, do you have a wait list and up or anything? There's like buttons. There's buttons everywhere for Click scheduling. A there's Click a button, a like there's a promotion banner to schedule calls. There's a contact page with a form. There's all kinds of ways. Yeah. So many ways. That's the one thing that strategic designers do is we give you so many ways to get in touch with mm -hmm. us. We're and in like, case all else fails, IGDMs. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
like you can always DM us. We always yeah. have our messages on. So definitely go to her site, look at those amazing designs. And if that's your vibe, you need to reach out to her because she books up. She books up and out pretty fast. So Oh yeah. 2021 now. <laughs> yeah. You're you're already looking at next year. So mm-hmm. You definitely want to check check her out. Her our stuff is so good. I just Thank love you. it. I love it. So, like, I have a friend who does colorful photography, and that's what your stuff reminds me of. Ooh. My friend Amy Shamblin. You should definitely check her out because she and I will. <laughs> yeah, Amy Shamblin, and okay. that's she's like she's the photographer side of what you do. Like that's Amazing. that's what I would. When I need some do. brand photography now, I know who to hire. It, seriously, that like that's not even a joke. She she would be like your exact. I'll fly her out to Portugal. <laughs> that that's exactly what like her. That's how she is. Or she'll have you come in because she is. Um, she's building her studio right now. Oh, right now her studio is so in her house. Right now her studio is in her house and she's building it out right now in a separate that's space. so exciting. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. So you'll have to come here and then we can hang out because Amy lives by me. Even though really? she's like, yeah, even though she's like big and global and works with all these big brands. She is. She's huge. She works with, um, she was on the cover of Caboodle's website for a while, but she works with like Caboodle's and Too Faced and like all these huge brands. Um, okay. I'm just like gobsmacked. <laughs> like she's, she's awesome, but she lives around the corner from, not around the corner, like 40 minutes away, but she lives Amazing. by me. So that's wow. going to be your brand photographer when you're ready for some new Check. brand. <laughs> like wait until you see her stuff. So, oh, so good. Uh, here I am making connections. Come on the podcast. I will hook you up with people. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So thank you so much for joining me today. It thank has you been for inviting. Amazing. I'm gonna, awesome. We're going to go ahead and sign off. <laughs>